Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of uh, Oklahoma Life. This is part two of our uh, KBS tasting. So if you haven't listened to part one, um, what are you doing here? Um, part two, we are doing a warm tasting of uh, KBS all the way from uh, 16 up to 19. And I think we both agreed that the 16 was the best and then the uh, worst was probably the 18. Which yeah, is, no, definitely. You know, 100%. Yeah. Uh, so what's really fun is I went ahead and got the alcohol contents because we didn't talk about that last time. Uh, 2019 was 12.2. Uh, 2018 was 12.3. Uh, 2017 was only 11.8. And then 2016 was actually the strongest at 12.4. Um, so I don't know if that has much to do with anything that's going to be uh, perceived you know, as a whole. I don't think we can like uh, easily say... You know, and the base is an 8.3. Yeah, yeah, the base is super low, comparatively speaking. Um, I, don't, I don't know if there's a whole lot that we can uh, say, like, yeah, I knew this was higher alcohol or not, but I do find it interesting that the uh, highest alcohol was also the better rated one. So um, I, I think that we were on the right track when we said they probably had better barrels um, whenever they did the, the 16, and they probably got the cheaper stuff as they more produce more. I mean, another thing to look at is they may have aged for different periods of time. True. With yeah, the yeah, older fair. ones being limited releases, they definitely could have aged longer. Yeah, because they don't have as much work to do on the back end, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So, uh, first round, your favorites were 16, 17, 19, base, 18. And I went 16, 19, base, 17, 18. So the only real difference between the two of us is where you put the base. I like the base more than the 17, whereas you liked... Uh, oh, no, you had the 17 our, in second Our whole place. middle was different. Yeah, yeah, our three mids were, were all over, because I didn't like the 17 nearly as much as you did. Yeah, so let's uh, kind of jump back into it, man. Um, we've had a little bit of time. I'm going to go ahead and get some more water to kind of re-clear the palate, just because... and um we check the temperature i'm sitting right about 60 which is actually a little higher than uh most stout requirements or or uh even generalities most people don't want stouts that high i can see that you know from one standpoint but as they warm up you really do open up a lot of those Mm -hmm. flavors and i mean i feel 60 is is a really good spot for something that has a lot of coffee and chocolates because those oh, yeah, flavors just sure. really open up so i'm going to jump back into the uh the base level just breakfast out is you know kind of getting the feel for it again right off i mean but mm. you know as with warming up your beers mm-hmm. the nose is already more prominent you know and i think the mouthfeel is better too on this one I feel it comes across softer. Some of that, mm-hmm. some of that bitter yeah. on the back end has cut out. Now that could be a two-parter though, because a lot of the CO two is continually escaped, and CO two does create a bite of bitterness that can happen. So um, I think it could be both that that we've had enough gas escape now that it should be too crazy. I feel like on the nose, the chocolate and the coffee have basically become one thing. Right. So Sean just got home. You want to come join us for I'm the? I'm trying uh, to get him to bonus Patreon members only special beer taste. Deal. Oh wait, we Fuck don't yeah, have man. those. I have a Patreon. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, there's a Patreon for this. Fuck yeah, we can do that. Um, all right. So, I actually think that right now, if I was to throw that back in the previous batch, that would rank pretty high. I think 
um, that might have passed the 19. I don't think it would go under the 16 for me. Over the 16? But it's definitely yeah. it's definitely mm-hmm. moved up in rank just oh, for overall. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that one. So right now, base is feeling pretty good. So um, you know what one of the interesting things, though, is that I think the coffee is more subdued, where I think now this coffee is probably about the same temperature room-wise. Now they're kind of on the same page. The coffee really doesn't change the overall beer that much. You yeah. can really kind of see where it slots in. Yeah, yeah. I think they're now more close to the same page, which is, <coughs> which is pretty awesome. Okay, well, um, I think we should go in the same order so we can kind of play the same way we did before. Fair? I mean, th- there's no reason to do it the other way. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, let's jump into the uh, 19 once again. So you rated this one... Um, middle of the road. Middle, yeah, dead center. Mine was second from best, so... The nose on this one's almost warmer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree I don't know if it's just the whiskey or maybe the whiskey and the sweet, but it, it's, it's a warmer I get more nose. whiskey, yeah. Yeah, it definitely has... I'm going to grab some of this whiskey that I do have. Yeah, it's definitely more whiskey for sure. I don't think it's anything other than. The taste goes straight to whiskey. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I might... Uh, I get the warming sensation out of that, too. I might knock this one down from, from mm. where I had it on the mouth. So, <clears throat> previously, we, we said it was really oak-heavy. That was one of those flavors. Now, the oak-heavy is definitely... yeah. It's come forward even more. Mm-hmm. I feel like the chocolate and coffee have even backed off some. Mm-hmm. The uh, the whiskey itself, I think, has also changed because before it was more aromatic whiskey flavors that I get out of it. Now I get more of that actual mouthfeel of whiskey. Where when I say that. Um, when you, when you drink a good whiskey, you kind of right towards the back, you can feel your throat, like begin to salivate a little bit. And I kind of get that out of this, which is really interesting is that my, my mouth picks up a little bit. Um, you just did some, some chocolate in there, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so previously, and it's, it's holding true when you do the lower Mm -hmm. cocoa chocolate, it is still bringing out a little more of that chocolate and even Mm -hmm. some of that coffee in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. I definitely think the uh, the chocolate makes that beer more enjoyable. Okay, so I just finished in that chocolate. Let's see. You know what's interesting about that? I think it's because the chocolate takes away, um, because it coats your mouth a little bit. I think it takes away a little bit um, of that coffee flavor. You know, I think the coffee flavor is hitting a lot lighter than it did whenever I didn't have the uh, chocolate. I feel the coffee hits light either way. I felt like the chocolate... I almost don't get anything coffee-wise. True. Okay, it does kind of cut the coffee out, but it also cuts some of that char, that woodsiness out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say... I... I actually think this is lost... A little bit for me. Um, 
I agree. I'm I'm putting this below the base currently. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I don't know where to rank it yet because we haven't tried anything else yet. But um, I definitely think the the fresher breakfast stout is better cold. Right, the KBS. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just said breakfast stout. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And yeah. I was like, no, no. The the breakfast stout definitely improved with yeah. yeah I meant uh, yeah. I agree yeah, yeah. that the uh, the 2019 <clears throat> KBS was definitely a better cold beer. Okay, so I'm gonna clear some water and then I'm gonna jump back into the next part. So I still got a lot of chocolate playing in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to go back to the base. Hmm. That's good. Man, that base is good. Just the regular breakfast out. Again, really look, solid. look how dark that is. Oh, like, yeah. The, the head, head on that mm-hmm. is... It's got very mocha colors, yeah. I like it. Okay, so I'm starting to actually get... I'm finally starting to get a little bit out of this nose on the 18. It's not strong, no, they're right. It has finally something, something there. there. Yeah, which is ridiculous how long that took. I mean, you got to get into a high level temperature to pull something out of it. So I think that may have to do with just when we're talking about the lack of flavor. That's kind of just a showing of it is that there's so much flavor in these other ones. You can smell it or this one just you can't, you know, I mean, but there are beers out there where the nose is, you know, off the chart and you get into the beer and, and you're like, oh, why would I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Okay, so for this nose... I um, want to say it's that dark fruit. I don't get, like, anything necessarily nailed down. There's a little sweet and something. You know what it actually kind of reminds you of? You know, um, if you have a um, really good whiskey that you use for, like, an old-fashioned or something, but then you use kind of a cheap bitters, like, just not a good... Um, you know, Angostura, but just like a cheap bitters. Um, I kind of get that cheap bitter mixed with that. Like there's kind of a spiciness that's in there that I'm trying to pull out. And it's, it's weird. It's like, I don't want to say clove or any of those things are normally in bitters, but it's, it kind of has, maybe it's an orangish bitters. that's just cheap kind of smell to it. I could, I could see the orange. I don't know if it's just playing off my nose and the chocolate. There's, it's something, um... It's so weird. That's like, like smelling it, I get um, an old fashioned that has some kind of weird off flavor. That's what come that came to mind almost immediately. Right off, it's it's definitely improved. Oh yeah, and it's it's a lot smoother still. It was smoother before. Um, I don't hate it. But like I'm kind, I I need to go back to the 19 again because these are really in a yeah in a in a close position for me. You know what the thing that stands out though is that even flavor wise, it's this is a beer for the 18 KBS that I would not pay five bucks a bottle for. There's just no way. You know, it's it's just middle of the road. Agreed. This is lower end for me compared to the others that we've had so far. So, 
pushing it towards the uh, the rear of the tongue, um, I do end up getting a little bit more of those those coffee notes. Um, and I just thought about it. You know, I wonder if they they changed the coffee on this one as well. Like maybe well, we talked about it in the last one actually. Yeah, maybe they did switch barrels and switch coffee like somehow or other. Maybe they went more mass produce and decided like listen, we got to really get this out there so we need to lower grade coffee and lower grade barrels cuz we got to buy more. I don't know. The other thing I can really pick up in no. here is almost like a neutral alcohol. Like uh, like a vodka, like yeah, middle road not, vodka feel. Like it's it's just like an alcohol to mm-hmm. it, not so much a uh, a whiskey. Yeah, um, which I get being that. the lowest percentage is honestly really surprising that it, it's got an alcohol no, character. No, the that uh, seventeen out. is the lowest. What was the seventeen? Seventeen is eleven eight. The eighteen is a twelve three. Got my numbers back. You're good. That's, um, I, I don't even think it's the alcohol content. I think it is just a cheaper barrel that was probably used or something in that range where, you know, what makes a good whiskey is distilling it properly, which means that you have either there's two options, there's there's a whole lot of technical stuff, or you just have a higher still, a taller still, right? Because the impurities drop out because they don't get as high as the pure alcohol does. Um, and if you use a cheaper one, then then when those you know different flavors and things uh, stay in it, you know it kind of it's noticeable whenever you actually drink it. Um, for anybody that that drinks good you know whiskey versus bad whiskey, you know wood is wood, charring is charring. Um, the difference is what goes in comes out with a better product. You know it's the, kind of that choice versus prime when you talk about meat. Um, if you never had side by side choice cut versus prime cut, the prime cut is a mile better, um, and I think it's the same kind of thing because like what makes a prime cut better is they get the the cattle gets you know fed better, they get you know uh, better treatment, everything that goes into it that makes it you know more expensive, and I think that's kind of the same thing here. I think this beer probably had a good start, but I think it got put in a barrel that was probably cheaper, and I think it got coffee that was probably cheaper. You know, I don't think you're getting as much out of it because of that. What do you feel? I mean, it, it does. It feels across the board like it is the bargain brand of the KBSs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, it did definitely improve with the temperature, mm-hmm. whereas the 19 did kind of fall back. So I do find it kind of interesting that this one at least, you know, improved with the opening up of the flavors and the uh, the 19 kind of mm-hmm. kind of sagged a little. Hmm. So I'm hitting another little piece of chocolate with it. I still don't think it caught up to any of the other beers, but it did improve. Mm-hmm. Mm. So a little bit of chocolate. <coughs> I think I just like chocolate and KBS. I think that's what's yeah, happening right, right here. Actually, I think the uh, the chocolate greatly, vastly improved the the eighteen there. Like that, I, I, significantly I totally tastes agree. better. Yeah, that enhanced a huge amount of flavor. But I that. don't think I've at least with the seventy three chocolate. I don't think I've tried the chocolate and the beer and liked it less. 
True. Maybe it's just better to have good chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, that's my life goal at this point. Let's just have more chocolate. You good with that? I mean, especially with dark beers, stouts, chocolate's never Mm -hmm. a bad flavor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Mmm, that's 17. Now you're getting that, that buttery on the nose. Are you? Let's see. Yeah, I agree. Now, the 17 was like second to last for me. This one was 17 not... was my number two. Yeah, so this is the this is where we, we got in a row with each other. I still have chocolate on my mouth. I'm going to clear it real quick with some water. I might still have chocolate on my mouth, but that is just delightful. Mm, okay. So I'm going to get back to the base, and then I'm going to go back to that. Okay. All right. Let's see. I feel like the 17 hmm. might be the most clear-cut advancement from the base. I can find the most things similar between those uh-huh. two beers. Yeah, that may be an interesting question, too. Maybe the base, well, I mean, without having the whiskey or the No, coffee, no, the base 100% could have changed between, I yeah, mean, I know they don't 18, age 19. statement it. Yeah. But, but I mean, I think the whiskey not being there makes a huge difference for that. So, I mean, even if I put a crap beer in better whiskey barrels you get better whiskey flavor out of that agreed so i think it it came down to something else but i think the 17 here is it's starting to open up kind of like what we liked about the 16 here you know it has a lot of that that reminiscent um I don't know if it's a function hmm. of just how much I feel the base improved warming up, but I mean, yeah, I, I've really got the base jumping jumping spots right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still like the seventeen more than some of the others, but I don't know if hmm. it's better than the base. Like the base really, really improved. Yeah, I agree with that a thousand percent. The um... I think the issue I run into with a 17 right now um, is that I actually think it got more bitter because before... I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I wrote down um, that the 17 had a good bourbon feel and it was creamy. Creamy, yeah. I don't get the creamy character. Yeah. The creamy seems to have fallen off. Yeah. You get the butter in the nose now, but not so much on the uh-huh. palate. Yeah. So, like, the notes that I have on it just don't line up. Like the other ones, kind of, kind of lined up. Like the eighteen I had is a mid-range, um, you know, kind of flavor profile. Where this one, you know, had that nice soft creaminess. And it could be carbonation level. You know, I mean, I say that uh, like in manufacturer side of things is that, um, you know, a couple percentage points on carbonation one way or the other can make or break a beer. I mean, but um, being as this is a seven, I mean, this is an older one. The carbonation should be <clears throat> a little lower, anyways. Right, right, and I think the creaminess most likely came from having a little bit less of that. Um, but I don't know if, you know, now we're just getting more of that. So it's creating a different game or here's, I don't know. It, it's really interesting. I just don't, it's not as creamy as it was. 
Honestly, I I wasn't expecting my my ratings to change as much as they did. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you right now. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you right now. I think the uh, I think the base is probably still currently my favorite, and then I'm gonna go nineteen, seventeen, eighteen. Um, I obviously went seventeen, nineteen, eighteen. Did you? But I agree, the base is currently the the standout, which is really surprising. Yeah, yeah. I think the base is currently the best on hand, um, which is insane to me. I didn't think that would be the case. Yeah. Let me get some more water. And then Ooh, I'm... that one's... The 16 mm. has opened up. That's beautiful. I mean, the chocolate, the coffee. I don't get so much whiskey on the nose, but it just smells great. Oh, man, that smells like a really good aged beer. When I say aged beer, like, everybody thinks that beer doesn't age well. If you're not into the beer scene, beer ages, you know, and, like, I think this aged really well. Please don't age IPAs. Uh, Double IPAs, like Dogfish Head 120s? Okay, when you get to a certain point. (laughs) Some people would call that a triple IPA. Because of the ABV or what? Um, yeah, no, there's actually a subsection of beer where they're arguing between each other because some people will put things like triple IPA and some people say, no, it's a double. Right. But some people are in the each 8%, you mm. know, or so is another. So uh, I don't know if that necessarily plays into because, uh, like, technically it comes down to how many times it fermented. Um, is that you have a primary and a secondary fermentation based on the sugar contents. Um, that's what a double and a single IPA normally are. Um, a single IPA normally doesn't have a secondary fermentation. That actually takes now, place that are strong. I've looked up a lot of double IPAs, and a lot of the time they're just called... The, the word double, Yeah. Um, and, you know, stemming from some of the other beer styles, sometimes is also just used for alcohol content. Well, no, that, that that's the point, though, is that... Y- your primary fermentation gets you to a certain alcohol level. Your secondary takes you to a second level kind of thing. So um, you can cut out secondary fermentation or you don't need it if the alcohol content is low. It. But some of them use like the freeze distilling, you know, where mm-hmm. they, they skim and stuff like that yeah, to, no, no. to boost the alcohol. Right. And then change their words they use according to the ABVs. True, true. Brewdog, Brewdog did that. Oh yeah, but they also have the uh, the Beast and all that other shit, right? No, that's not Brewdog. No, Brew that's Dog, Avery. Brewdog did the yeah. Uh, uh, Brewdog did the Tokyo, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was that ridiculous stout. Um, they did, I believe it was called Hardcore IPA, and it was one. Was of, that the one that's like twenty percent or damn near twenty percent? No, no, that one was only like thirteen, but it was okay. one of the first like. 130 IB. It was a hot monster of a beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's some that are out there that are just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I actually watched... Uh, Will Wheaton was brewing with these guys from uh, uh, Northern Brewer. Um, you know, they just do a lot of homebrew stuff, and they, they have a lot of different things going on. Well, so what's interesting, though, is, like, they added... I don't remember what beer they were trying to clone... Um, but in a, I think it was a five gallon batch, you know, a normal IPA for a five gallon batch, you're talking four to six ounces in hops, right? That's a lot. Like these probably have a half ounce of hops in each one of these stouts. So, um, IPA, more hops makes sense. They put like 14 ounces and then like three hop shots, which is concentrated hop oil. And it was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I can't even imagine because it, 
like your IBUs, your your flavor profile, your tongue maxes out at a certain IBU range. I remember what it is. Yeah, no, it definitely. I you, think you it's can only taste not much so over much. like two hundred. Yeah, you can only taste so much. And like they calculated this one, it was like two and a half times that. And I was like, God damn. I'm curious though if you yeah. do something like the hemperer where you use hemp and hop. Yeah. If you can kind of kind of cheat that because you're... It's a good question because it's a different flavor. Slightly different yeah. taste receptors yeah. are, are uh-huh. accepting that. So you might be able to... Yeah, push it a little further. Like it, the IBUs might not be higher, mm-hmm. but an actual person tasting it might say right. the perceived IBUs are through bitterness. the roof. Yeah, they, they talk about that as perceived yeah, bitterness. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And I really wish yeah. they'd switch to a perceived bitterness scale. Yeah, but it's so hard to do because like it depends on how hoppy you're in into things because some people right well some people are just like a little hop is too much no no and i agree with that yeah so but i mean just having a perceived bitterness scale with Mm -hmm. um i've seen more people actually talking about perceived bitterness which is good i mean that's definitely um it's becoming more of a conversation topic which is good so this the most defining thing about warming up this 16 has got to be almost overabundance of sugar you know what's really interesting? I think the the bourbon fell off on the nose. I, I now tasting it, I didn't feel the bourbon fell off. No, but, but on the nose. there's an abundance of sweetness in this beer. Yeah, the nose is just it. The bourbon ran away, dude. Again, the diacetyl, oh. the buttery. Just wow, duck. that's so much more sugar. Yeah, yeah, that that's amazing how much more sugar is you in know that what, beer. You know what actually stands out? It's not just sugar though. It's kind of the. Uh, it actually tastes more like and, and when you talk about like cane sugar or white sugar or like brown sugar or all these different sugar types that are out there. You've had Belgian candied sugar before, right? Um, I'm have not you sure. Ever I ate it? have the word I was going to go with was caramel. Caramel is an option, um, um, which I'm sure is in a that similar has to do with more of the barrel. I'm sure. Um, so Belgian candied sugar, if you've ever like, whenever I make quads and stuff, I use yeah. that, um, and that's actually what it kind of tastes like. Is it has a um, kind of a bite of a sugar? You know, it's like sugar, but it has a little bit more of a kick to it. Okay, um, and that uh, the best, you know, rock candy. Yeah, it's kind of rock candy ish. That's what Belgian candy sugar um, is. I think. Personally, I think this one came down. I agree with you, actually. I, I don't think... don't think it managed to go under the base. No, no, no. I, I think it's definitely... Um, it's lost a little bit of flavor profile. Um, let me check the temperature. I wouldn't even say it's wonder, lost flavor profile. I wonder if our timing on it has caused it to go up higher than it should be, though. Uh, it's only 63. I mean, that's not much higher than when we started. We started at, like, 60, so... Um, no, I think that um, I, let me go back to it real quick. The nose is still really interesting. I just can't believe how much bourbon fell off the nose. I feel this beer changed more than any other beer. It's just, hmm. I mean, it's more things opened up, more things closed off than any of the other beers. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely that. It's got to be Belgian candy. That's what I get out of it is like, it's just the sugar is is different now. Um, and then the bourbon is more subdued than it was before. 
It is, but it's definitely, mm-hmm. I mean, they're still all there. They're still in balance. Yeah, yeah. No, it's still really balanced, which is crazy. I didn't expect it to be so balanced. It is, um, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say it, It. I don't think it dropped the number one spot. No, it definitely didn't lose the number one spot. I don't think I like it quite as much as I right. did. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. Is, but I just can't say that any of the others improved enough. Right. Let me go back to the uh, the just the breakfast out. It's more drinkable still. It's that's a really good beer. It really is. I I wasn't expecting the base beer to rate as high as it did either mm-hmm. time. No, for sure. So what do you? So now that we've done the the hot and the cold on these. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put my ranking down. You put yours down, and we'll see if we line up. I mean, I, I kind of was working with a, a running oh, board you? as I so went. So you're already done? Um, I find it easier just so I can place things in regards to other things as we go. You know what's hilarious? Huh. So the only difference between mine from the last one to this one is before I had 16, 19, base, 17, 18. Now I have 16, base, 19, 17, 18. So my base moved up a spot. Um, nothing else really changed. My uh, my base actually moved up two spots. I've got 16, base, 17, 19, 18. So we both agree 16 and base on this one and 18. Just 17 and 19 are in different spots for us. Oh, did you put your base at second on this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. for me, that was a big jump because I previously had you the had base three or, uh, as four. number four. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the base, that was just such a drastic improvement. Yeah. And it's really weird to see these beers all in the same style mm-hmm. with different levels of improvement, you know, just temperature. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I always talk about that that actual like sweet spot for what a, a beer actually has. And this one, assuming they follow the same steps every time, which I can't imagine at this point because that eighteen is so fucking far out of the, the loop. If I took if I took eighteen out and I just ran sixteen, seventeen, and uh, nineteen, I could see them being the same beer. Agreed. So where do you think the sweet spot really is? Longer aged than. See, the problem is, I feel like without actually knowing mm-hmm. the process... It's hard to make that judgment call. I can't I can't say that, because if, you know, if the 16 is only better simply because they had better barrels, they had better coffee, yeah. they had longer aging times, True. they gave more fucks. <laughs> like, Fair. Fair enough. Yeah, because they sold out on the... Uh, this year, 19, yeah. They, that's whenever... Uh, not uh, They didn't sell out. They... Uh, um, push to national year round. Yeah, but they did that at the beginning of the year. Yeah, they they claimed, so twenty eighteen, yeah. which was their worst year, was the last year they did probably an limited release. Yeah. Um, I mean, we may get an age statement going forward, and they may still continue to evolve. Yeah. Um, at this point, I really hope they do. I hope they de-evolve. I hope they go back to what they did in well, sixteen. By evolve, I simply mean. Hopefully, change for the better. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Always. I mean, that should always be the goal, right? But I'm well. I mean, you know, there's one thing to be said for having a stable beer release that's always the fucking same. Mm-hmm. Go back to it, beer. But this is one of those series I was kind of torn when they announced a constant release mm-hmm. 
Because the that. differences between the years have always been one of the things I looked forward to in this beer. See, this is the first time I've done a vertical with this beer, KBS. I've done it with a couple other things. I've done a couple others. Um, yeah. And... Most notably, huh. the um, Old Rasputin. Oh, yeah. The Old oh. Rasputin Bourbon Barrel Age Still is my favorite beer. probably, yes, it is my mm-hmm. favorite beer of all time. Yeah, same. Hands down. I always make the comment, uh, if you go to a place and they have Old Rasputin, their beer is good. Right? Like, that's literally I mean, the my base standard. Old Rasputin is one thing, but that... The, the barrel age yeah, but old who Rasputin? even carries the base old Rasputin into place? I, I don't even. Right. You it know. stopped selling when the liquor laws around here changed. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's focus back on this for a second. So I don't think. Um, I don't think they followed the same recipe every year. Or if they did, somehow or other, they fucked that shit. There, there's no way aging is the sole factor no. in this. There's no way. I mean, just because, I mean, it, if nothing else, you can tell by the ABVs. Oh, yeah. They're, well, I mean, they're just different beers every time. Well, so as a brewer, you know, because I brewed, I'm, I'm past the 10 year mark now. Um, you always have different things. You know, your your sugar content determines your alcohol content. Your sugar content is going to be determined by way more than just follow the same recipe, right? So if if you have a dry season at a place versus a rainy season at a place, you're going to have just different levels of sugar content. So a couple percentage points is totally fine and understandable, right? Um, But I think that the biggest standout factors for it not being the same process is like coffee not being the same levels. Um, And I don't mean the same as in like every year it should taste the same. I didn't get a gradual change. I got abrupt changes. Uh, honestly, all of the flavors were abrupt changes each yeah. time. And that's what I think I don't feel out. any of them leaned into the... The 16 to the 17, I want to say, agree. were the two closest uh-huh. years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is surprising since those were the older, more limited releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the really interesting part is I I want to say, if I was going to say the, uh, you know, pairing that I would go with, the 16 and 17 were, were hands down fantastic. Um, even though the 17 was actually nearly my bottom last each time, um, I, can t- I can see where they paired. I can understand how they match. Um, I cannot match like the 18 to anything. The 18 doesn't match to anything. Yeah. You know, and like maybe we had a bad bottle, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll concede that point. Maybe that's the one difference, but I don't think that's it. What did you think, uh, as far as closeness to base? Cause I didn't think the 17 Ooh. was closest to the base beer. Um, I mean, I definitely think the 19 is probably the furthest from based, um, I cannot taste those two beers together and say they, they were the same beer at the beginning. Um, and that, that may be because how fresh it actually is. Like, it's only six months old, which is actually, to my opinion, should be a decent balance point. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely can't say that. I would actually say, if I was to say, yes, I knew this was a breakfast out, I actually think I would take the 18, except for I would say, but somebody fucking did some shit to it. You know, because I pull more, I, because I pull less flavors, I get more just standard breakfast out. Okay, no, that's fair. You know, like that, I think has the clearest tones of that beer. I think a lot of the tying factor for me was the nose. Yeah, 
Yeah. And that, I still don't understand how the 18 just knows isn't there, man. I just, like, it, it's there a little bit more now. Um, even if I, like, now I still, it's just not as, as prevalent, which is insane to me, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's the calmest of the beers. But, I mean, I can still taste the base level breakfast out. And, you know, I think it is, though. Okay, so um, the actual breakfast out is coffee and oatmeal. And we haven't talked about the oatmeal. Oatmeal normally only contributes body, right? That's like 99.9% of what oatmeal does, um, is it contributes body. And... I think that's the one thing that I think I can still pick out of the uh, 18 that I, I hands down can't pull from anything else, you know, is that we've talked about it being decently smooth, um, but we haven't really talked about body a whole lot because the smoothness versus body uh, argument is there. And that's probably, I wouldn't say the fullest body, but I would definitely say it's probably the most reminiscent of the original beer. All right. Um, I accept that. The one thing I have noticed, though, is across the line, the body has been really consistent. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, aside from the 16, kind it's of. a little thicker. Just, yeah, being yeah. a little heavier. I don't think it's syrupy, though. No, no. It's, it, it could get close. Yeah. Especially once we got to the warmer temperatures. But I feel the body overall, the heaviness of the beers, was all pretty consistent throughout the years. And that may be one of the things that's really helped to make the beer excel, is just a consistent body. Yeah. So one thing I would do real quick, what I just did, I started smelling from the 16, 17, 18, 19, and I just smelled all of them back in order. And what I found really interesting, I don't want to ruin it for you, um, is like you got lots of... Good amount, almost nothing, good amount. Like, there is that wave that just kind of happened, except for it's an inverse wave, where, like, there's so much on the 16, and it kind of comes back on the 19, but the two between just make this, like, valley of... Now, okay, that's one thing to notice, but do it again and just smell for sweetness, and oh, it's just a, sweeter, it's yeah. a straight line graph. Yeah, I agree. So, 17 is less sweet than 16. Still, the 18 is so just not there in comparison. I still get more out of the 19. See, I got a little less out of the 19. Did but, you? I mean... But, I mean, that 16 is still the, the stand-up. So, I will say, if I was going to go out and I was going to try to find uh, the unicorn beer out of this set, it'd be the 16. 100%. You know, it, it's going to be hard to find, you know, whatever. You may have to pay some money for it. That 16 is a mile better. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I mean, I I can't. When did you buy these? Um, six months ago. I mean, the fact that you found a sixteen now in stores. Oh yeah. In and of itself is honestly really yeah. impressive. Well, what's funny is they were only selling it for like twenty two bucks for the set of four. Well, that's because you had to buy the eighteen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's funny is I went to the guy. Um, and I was, you know, I was actually, so I was working at the previous restaurant that I worked at, um, and it was right across the street from this liquor store. So it wasn't like I was searching this shit out. I literally went across the street and I was like, I need to pick up some beer for the hotel room. because I was training at the place. 
Um, and as I go in or whatever, and I'm getting ready to check out, I look over and I see these KBS and they said, uh, vertical four packs. And I was like, Hey, so what do you got going on there? And he goes, Oh yeah, we've got the uh, 16 and the 19. So we did all the hard work. You just, you know, it's yours. It's like, how much is it? You know, first thing I thought is like 50, 60 bucks, like did, immediate thought. Did you hug that man? No, I didn't. Cause he needed a hug. Oh, I know. So I go, how much is it? And he goes, you know, I don't really know. I was like, ring one up for me. <laughs> and he does. Um, and he goes, it's ringing up for $22. So I was like, I'll take it. Thanks buddy. Like I will fucking take it. And he was like, yeah, you're the first person who's bought it. And I work like most pretty much all day, every day. Like I, I might I go back. Wish, well, I don't know. I mean, it'd been cool if I'd have kept those in stock, but my older years of KBS, they, mm-hmm. they, I couldn't keep them. Yeah. I was sometimes, I want to say the 2016 especially. Yeah. Was uh, less than a day on the shelf. Oh, I believe it. You know, and that's what's interesting about that compared to the CBS. Like the CBS that you have over there, you bought a case or however many you had, and it hasn't moved. Well, no. So that's the thing, though. The problem was the 2017 CBS mm-hmm. is amazing. Okay. The 2017 CBS was better considered better than any of the previous CBS releases. Okay. It blew everything out of the water. The 2018 CBS is crap comparatively speaking. Thanks for telling me that after I fucking bought a 2018. It's, no. <laughs> it's a good beer. But the problem was they topped everything and blew it out of the water in 2017. Right. 2018 came out and everyone was like Yeah. And yeah. there's not a single store in our town currently carrying the 2019. Oh, no, I know. I tried. Simply because no one could sell through the 2018. Hmm. So um, this is now the, the 2019 so, is going to be coming back into, uh, is going to be coming into stock in at least three stores next week. So here's the real question, though. You think that 2018 is going to be the same issue as this 2018? You think they just had a shit year? You know, I hadn't made that correlation. But it's there. I can tell you the Dirty Bastard hasn't changed. Oh, no, dude. Dirty Bastard is still my go-to. I love that beer. Yeah. You know what's funny about it? A lot of people like just don't like it. Um, Ooh. A lot of people. That is like one of my liquor store's best-selling oh, beers. Oh, I believe. Well, it's because you're there, though. I I definitely haven't pushed it on everybody. <laughs> By everybody, you mean everybody but those three people drinking truly. It's fine. <laughs> hey, no, I have my Le Fin de Mon crowd. You know, uh, the uh, the beer that I have back there that I was talking about we can put in, the peach uh, triple, is actually the recipe is La Fin du Monde, and I added peaches. I hate peaches. Do you? These are porter peaches. I No, no, I tried yours. Yours is really good. Have you tried that one? Yeah, I've tried it. Oh, you tried it when it was fresh. I did. Oh, dude. I, has, it, has it improved? I don't know. Uh, my aging point on this one is Christmas. Is okay. that I've always found a Belgian triple is best at about four months. I just that's one of those styles of beer that I yeah. don't want fruit added to it. Well, I, I did it really lightly. Though. You did. No, I really appreciated yeah. how light you did the peach the first uh-huh. time. Yeah. So I mean I it's gonna be interesting. So all right. So uh final thoughts on this entire tasting. Uh mine personally is that I really like where they started, 
and I'm kind of disappointed where they ended. And I don't know if that has to do with mass production, if that has to do with just crappy years. I don't know what the, the, the difference is. But if you're going to go out and buy one of the breakfast styles right now, get the base for cheap and enjoy it way more. I totally agree with that. Um, and another thing, if you're going to go out and do a, a line of tastings with a bunch of stouts, get them a little cold. Try them a couple times. Mm-hmm. I mean, these beers are going to change again again and again. Like, it's yeah. definitely worth trying through some different temperature profiles, which I don't feel a lot of people do. Yeah, and I, I definitely 100% agree with that. Because one of my favorite things, though, is whenever you jump into a beer and it kind of sucks and you let it warm up and it becomes good. And you're like, hell yeah, man, this is what it needed to be. And I think that's uh, one thing that's interesting about these. So, like, I don't know about you. I'm not going to finish these for a little while. I'm going to let them get to room temp. Is my plan. I I drink a lot of my beer at room temp. I really do. do. Interesting. Um, the reason well, I, I want to get a lot of dirty bastard, <laughs> which is fantastic at room temp. Yeah. Um, another thing to note is today we've got you know some some medium mouth glasses. Mm-hmm. If you're doing stout yeah, we did, we big get, beer uh, tastings, uh, yeah. if you've got the glassware, definitely pour them out and you know some snifters. Or something where you can really get some aromas going. Yeah. It's going to improve the flavors and you're going to enjoy your beers more. You know, and I was talking to Vanessa about this is that uh, we were trying to figure out, like, what's the best way to do this? And I was almost, I was, I was a stone's throw from doing, um, you know, just the, the regular plastic cups that I have, like beer pong style. I almost brought my own glassware. Did you? Do I you own... have enough to do all that? For I me, mean, yes. Right, okay. I, I have enough to do for me, and I was like, I, I have, don't want to be that guy. I have a set of uh, crystal snifters that, okay. that we use for sitting around the house drinking wine, because yeah. we do wine tastings like every other Sunday. So I was debating how I was going to do it, and uh, I've got some aperitif glasses and all kinds of stuff, and I was like, you know, the aperitif would be really good for like the 16 to try and pull out, you know, some of those more nuanced, you know, but I was like, no, I don't want to be that guy. I feel like snifters are just a oh, solid. Those are my favorite, yeah. A solid Actually, way to I go. Li- I like the uh, the wide body tulips. Uh, they're uh, yeah, but I mean snifters yeah. are easy to find. Yeah, and they're a great vessel. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I think that's for pretty much any alcoholic beverage. It doesn't have to be um, specifically stouts or no, whatever. no. Yeah, a snifter is definitely yeah. the best glass to just have sitting around your house. Yeah, as long as you don't overfill it. You overfill it, it's useless. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but no, this was good, man. I um, I will say I'm I'm kind of wondering. I, I kind of want to see if I can find some more older CBS because I know Andy and Scott have enough CBSs. Maybe I can find some older CBSs and do the same vertical and see if the same trend applies that 18 just sucked. Maybe I don't. Maybe 18 was just a shitty year. There. So the thing with the CBS is you're going to find the 2017, mm-hmm. which was their best of all time. Yeah, maybe. No, it was. No, I mean, maybe find it. Well, yeah, maybe find it. But uh, uh, I guess we can see how the 2019 is. Yeah, it should be out any time, yeah. At, it is out. We just, yeah. nobody has <laughs> bought it because nobody has sold through their 2018. Yeah, no, there were, there were like 12 cases at Indian Scots when I got that. I was like, gah. Yeah, no, I was there today. Yeah. I saw <laughs> There's a stack. Um, but uh, Quenchers is picking up the 2019. Okay. Um, so we'll definitely be able to get that and try that. On the upside, these bombers of CBS have halved in price. Oh, yeah, because nobody's buying them, yeah. Um, but that was, again, that was a function of the 2017 being their best ever CBS release. Right. 
So I don't feel it's going to be fair to make that kind of line. Because well, the 17 is just going to win. So, I mean, even if we take the 18 versus the 19, then if the 19 blows the 18 away, then we know for a fact the year of the 18 just sucked. I mean... I'm not wrong. I'm going to go back through and look at some of their uh, releases because there were a bunch of really good barrel releases last year. Yeah. Um, and so far, I feel 2019, as far as their barrel release series, has been a little more disappointing. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, especially the, the the most standout for me is, did you try the Underground Mountain Brown? I did, actually. That was the I bought some and Sean and I got together. Bourbon barrel aged beer they've done. I didn't hate it though at the no, same time. But we did it side by it side. Definitely was with overpriced. a Sumatra. Oh god, Sumatra is so good. It's a barrel aged Sumatra. It's worse than Sumatra. Yeah, yeah. Like and oh, when you might be Sean. make a beer About worse, Sean is heading our way. All right. So for all of our Patreon Saving followers, we'll have a special tasting coming up after this. Perfect. All right. Well, let's end on that note, man. All right, buddy. You all guys right. have a great night.